Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You know what I feel like doing? Grabbing the whole world in his hands? Of course. I feel like kicking back, relaxing, and getting comfy. Welcome to the Get Comfy Lowdown. I'm your host, Kalo, as always, here to give you the lowdown on all things that are Firefly-related. And I'm joined by my co-host. What up, guys? It's his Mersey the Buzzer to his Rambling Rabbit. What up, guys? Abe on the mic, and welcome to the Firefly Funhouse. No, Get Comfy Podcast. That's what we're in. Of course. And before we get into today's pod, I'd like to say thank you to anybody and everybody who is liking and sharing this podcast with anybody and everybody you know. Thank you, guys. He's All got right. the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole wide world in his hands. Okay, I'm done. Before we do that, I want to I wanna give you your time before I hijack this whole pod. Because <laughs> he uh, is your boy. He is your brother, beard, and arms. Yes, and speaking of brothers, and for the sake of catching up to wrestling news, because, like, damn, like, every single week, something happens, which something is good. Might, something might have happened this week when this episode goes up. Uh, he's coming on SmackDown on Friday, so well, God he knows. Is. He is a, also a SmackDown superstar listed on WWE.com. Confirmed. So, there was a major return on Monday Night Raw. I'm going to pass this off to you, and then we'll give our thoughts, and then kind of branch out from there. Yo, Christmas came early. You got something on Saturday. Oh. I got something on Monday. Everyone knows I'm more of these fans than you are. The OC, the good brothers, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson are back on Monday Night Raw with AJ Styles. And I marked out my reaction was Finn's reaction when he heard the music, when he saw the Tron. Oh my God. What a way. You know, not saving it for Saturday, Monday. Oh, the one time I decided to watch Monday Night Raw, and I and I I turned on as that segment went on. I just knew it somehow. I was like, you know, you need to watch Raw tonight. Watch it. Boom. Yeah. So he's talking about the Good Brothers. Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows are back with WWE. Too sweet. Woo woo. Too sweet. Woo woo. The OC is back, and it looks like they're in a storyline with AJ Styles going against the Judgment Day. War games. War games. Potentially. Now, Judgment Day being Damian Priest, Finn Balor, Dominic Mysterio. Those three, and obviously. Rhea. No, yeah. no, you said Dominic Mysterio. You mean your cousin Vinny. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's all, it's all, maybe that's my bloodline. <laughs> um, so, them coming back is a big deal. They were, of course, released in that mass exodus of releases a couple years ago. Their last match was the Bonnie Myers where Undertaker basically killed them by blowing up the barn. Undertaker chokes them through the barn, and as he's leaving, he set the barn on fire, so Carr and Luke Gallows are basically dead. It's kind of like when Vince entered the limo, <laughs> and he blew up, so, yeah. I mean, hey, if anything the WWE has taught me, I can survive an explosion. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> Some way. You have to be For storyline purposes. You, you have to be a WWE superstar to survive explosions. You can't just go willy-nilly. So you get the contract, and then... You go kabooey. Yeah, then you blow up. You yeah. bust. But um, I'm for the return. It just seems as if the 
the good brothers in their first run were billed. And this is like the same problem I had. It's not a problem, but like it's the same issue that War Machine had. Now Viking Raiders, you know, all that. Viking experience. Viking experience. It's a great tag team, technical, like they do it all. But when they got to WWE, obviously booking and just wrong place, wrong time. It was uh, it was a lot up and down. Like their debut was great. It's not yeah. going straight with AJ. Um, and then you know the matches when they teamed up against AJ, John Cena and Enzo. That was a great match. And then after that, he kind of got shuffled because AJ got drafted to SmackDown. They got drafted to Raw, and that kind of ruined it a little bit. And then, but you know, with Papa H, you know, doing such a great job already, and that's like one of the main reasons Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows decided to come back, which a lot of superstars are coming back because mm-hmm. they're like new management. We know Papa H. He did great stuff in NXT. Let's see how the grass is over here. Yeah, no, like it's it's proving week in week out that Triple H is handling this show, this show, all everything in a perfect sense. Now, I do want to, you know. Kind of before I get on cloud nine, ground myself a little bit here. <laughs> With and this is normally your your stick here, but I'm going to take this up this podcast. With every and let's be honest, everybody coming back. The weeks are going on, and it just seems like last week we got Candice LeRae, you know Johnny Gargano, Dexter Loomis. Like the list goes on. Are you afraid of what happened in AEW as far as roster bloat goes and stuff like that? Because it's like, sure, things are well on the WWE side. but And I'm not saying this is true, but do you think that the roster bloat will catch up to the show eventually? I don't think so, because think about it. Before SummerSlam, what was the tag division like? What was the mid-card Town, poor, like, what was the main because we were just for the longest time it was Brock and Roman, Brock and Roman, Brock and Roman. So, you know, like I was saying before, before SummerSlam, it was Brock and Roman, Brock and Roman, Roman and Kev, Roman and Kev, and then the tag division, Usos and Riddle. Okay, bro, Usos and Street Profits. We didn't, we didn't really do Usos or, or um, the New Day, and you can see. And then we look at that, the Intercontinental title and the U.S. title weren't being defended as much. Or if they were, it was the same people. We didn't have that mainstream. It felt lackluster, the roster. Because you're coming from before the whole match, we had such a great roster pool, anyone could go and challenge. Now it feels like 2015 where it was just like, if you ever played WWE 2K15, you see how the roster in that game was slim. That's what it felt like the roster today. But now I don't think it gives so much sense because now you were – Usos could lose the tag team titles to Legado Tem, um, the the elder. I'm gonna call it the Blue Legged WO because I can't say that name. Over on SmackDown with Zelina Vega, you would have Hit Row who just came back. They could possibly take down, um, end up the um, Usos. Now you have OC coming back. That that because before it was just like, all right, Street Profits didn't win. How could they beat them now if they lost five to six hundred pay per views? Now you have these brand new teams coming in. You have LA Knight returning, who could probably defeat Walter for the Intercontinental title. Or, you know, LA, is, LA, LA Knight is my guy. Be Roman for the title. Yeah. Um, and all that. So I don't think we're going to have this this problem with um, over in AEW. Also, the fact that Triple H also has Shawn Michaels over in NXT to help him with that, keeping that roster. Tony is doing AEW and Ring of Honor. 
and some superstars would be like, oh, I want to be on AEW. And also Raw is also longer, too. Three hours, yeah. And Tony's, I think, AEW's two, the same as SmackDown. But SmackDown's managing it really well with two hours. Yeah, no, it it is. And it shows you that a two-hour show is more than enough time to... Get everyone who needs it. And if you can't get one person one week, next week, all right, you take a break. There's somebody else for Spotlight. Yeah, and um, a quick little pitch, because you brought it up um, as far as, like, dethroning Walter... Um, I saw a TikTok the other day, and it was talking about like superstars who should get repackaged. Uh, you might have seen. Did you see? Are you talking about Diamond Daskovich? Yes, yes. So um, there was the TikTok stating that, like, hey, T Bar needs to become Dominic Dijakovic again. Go on that run he had on NXT where it was like feast your eyes, and like he was just a force to be reckoned with. Should have won the title. Should have should have won. He should have won, whether it be the North American or whatever. But he had that clash with Keith Lee. That was a classic. It was a master class. And then this guy went on to say, like, hey, let him go on this run. Let him build momentum back up at WrestleMania. Walter versus Dominic Dijakovic. He never fought before, right? Never fought before, unless it was, like, a quick little NXT thing. But I don't think they paired up. Because Walter Walter was also known in the UK. Yeah, yeah, UK. So, that... Talk about a moment. Talk about a moment. You you do, like, how they're doing with Omas, like, squashing talent. Like, basically, making the next Braun. No one really cares about Omas squashing these people. But you give Dominic that opportunity or SmackDown, yeah. oh, and you just go on a rampage, and then oh my god, I don't want them. He can face Omos. He can face Braun Strowman. Those can be the programs leading up to Walter. Walter. Oh, Gunther. Well, Gunther, <laughs> Triple H, please, please put him back to Walter. <laughs> if there's a name change that needs to be done, I mean, they gave Riddle back his first name, and they gave Austin yeah. back. So- but can we talk about? I don't want, even though I, as much as I want that, I don't want the Sheamus and Walter for you to end. No, they've been putting on amazing matches. Yo, that match at Casting House literally turned Sheamus into a baby face. Literally, like before everyone's eyes. Yeah. And then it's just like a resurgence for Sheamus, yeah. which honestly is one of the most underrated performers mm-hmm. of the modern era. And I feel like this feud wouldn't have done well under, Triple, under Vince McMahon era. No, no, they would have lost in like a weird, and they, I mean, the brawling brutes would have lost in like a weird fashion, and yeah. we wouldn't have gotten uh, what's his face back, Fabian Eichner. Yeah. I'm calling them that now, uh, but because yeah. you know, they're um, what, what is he called, Vincent? Some, something? Ita- some, some Italian, Da Vinci, Da Vinci, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. That's what he's called. <laughs> Racist. But um, we got that. We got Butch wearing his singlet now, so now he's kind of like the bro- the brawling bruiser. Kind of, sort of, not really. There was a pitch for during that tornado tag match, which that's what I'm going to call it, not this Jolly Roger, whatever. <laughs> match old old fashioned. Old fact. Donnie Brook. That's what it was called. Donnie Brook. Johnny Brook. I don't know. <laughs> Something, whatever. There was like a pitch for during that match to have Pete Dunn versus uh, Gunther in the ring and to like rekindle oh. that NXT UK magic that they had, which in retrospective, long story booking. Uh, Walter Gunther was the one to dethrone yeah. Pete Dunne. Yo, WrestleMania? The UK if they don't do Dominic Dijakovic Mania, Pete Dunne and Walter WrestleMania? I'll be okay I mean, with, I'll be okay with give, me, give me that. Hopefully by then Tyler Bate is up on the roster. Tyler Bate and Walter, the matches they've had. No, well, what, about, what, about, what about the um, Dragunov? 
And Walter. You look drag. Oh, oh. my gosh. Stop. All right. Uh, we can gush all day about this stuff. I want to get this back on track because there are bigger fish to fry That's here. That's your fault. That's your fault. You got on. It is. I, I, once I start talking about Walter, it's over. Uh, now it's back to this guy. So it's kind of like the CM Punk thing. Best, worst kept secret, or is that how they say it? Worst kept worst, secret. Worst kept secret. It was the yeah, worst. Sure. Ke- it was the worst kept secret in WWE history, besides Cody Rhodes. Besides that, so this all started at a house show where they started playing this White Rabbit song, like over the announce system, yeah. and it, it started at house shows. Let's just start right there. WWE is telling stories at house shows. Long time booking. Look at that. Who would have thunk it? They're using their house shows. So, wow. hey, there's that. So, over the course of the week, of course, White Rabbit, little like QR codes, little hints, little things that take you to really sketchy websites, I might add. Did it um, really? It, it was, you, you, know. you, you actually you went on to the QR code. Why not? Like, I'm interested. No. I, I'm easy. That's how they're going to take me away one day. QR codes. <laughs> they're going to track my phone. Um, so, there were a bunch of clues left throughout you know, the past couple weeks. People thought it was going to be Killian Cross because White Rabbit was his thing in um, Lucha on the Dog. But I was like, he's facing Drew, so it can't be. I thought it was, how do you say that faction? The bootlegged LWO. Legado de Fantasma. Because, and it it was like months when they were like, come on guys, we're going somewhere else. I'm like, oh, they can make them the White Rabbit gimmick. And then. Well, that's the thing. Like, the biggest, like, the biggest what if was the Baron Corbin situation. You thought, you, thought, you thought it was that. Well, I, I my heart told me Bray, but my mind was like, hold on. that You remember, like yeah, I yeah, told yeah, you yeah. a couple weeks ago, like I, I still don't watch Raw. Because, all right, now I do. <laughs> like I didn't watch Raw for a couple weeks because I'm like, don't trust the product. But in that case, I was like, okay, we don't know what we're getting out of Baron Corbin just yet. Bad product. Bad product before good product now so long story short bray wyatt made his return at extreme rules firefly funhouse has come to life and i'm talking about there is like truly like well, huskis the pig the firefly funhouse is dead like it got abandoned no one took care of it bray got fired so he wasn't allowed to take care of his friends it, it was cool that promo of yeah. uh, trying to get like what was it like? Ab- abandoned is the right word, right? Like- abandoned, like wrecked, like it just was not kept. But like the thing that is getting me most excited is the premise behind the Funhouse was Bray didn't want to be there, or no, the characters of the Funhouse didn't want to be there. Really, they were held there against their will. You think so? By Bray, yeah. And now that Bray wasn't there, they were allowed to escape. Hence why. You've seen oh. Ramblin' Rabbit, Mercy the Buzzard, Sister Abigail, and The Fiend, most importantly, all throughout this, the, um, the arena yeah. whenever Bray made his return. Now, we're going to kind of not fantasy book his whole return, but like little bits and pieces, because there's potentially a new faction on the horizon being the Wyatt Six. The Wyatt Six, there's a new monster that's not The Fiend, it's supposed to be something else now because he has a new mask. We're, it was. You ever watch that movie V for Vendetta? Yes. It, it reminded me of that weird mask because the guy has the mustache yeah. and you know all that stuff. And then but, um, he, he also said, "Who destroyed the world?" Like, did he say that in the, when he was coming out on Saturday? When it was all static, he's like, "Who destroyed the world?" Yeah. And it was like, "You did." You did. Yeah. 
And he did say that in an interview with Michael Cole back when he was yeah. Bray Wyatt, the cult leader. Mm-hmm. So, and then there was a bunch of references to old tweets he put out, yeah. like he who enters here, like shall not return or something like yeah. that. But um, Bray's a weird dude. He's a weird fellow. So I brought up the Wyatt Six, and this is what we're calling them. This is what the internet is calling them. Well, that's why he also has his new tag as Wyatt Six. Yeah, so we're not just completely, you know, going baseless here. But there was a bit of a, a stir caused by Roxanne Perez, an NXT superstar, who tweeted out, like, hey, maybe the Wyatt Six could help me deal with Cora Jade. Yeah. So... There were a bunch of pitches for who exactly are behind the masks of the various various characters. That being Mercy the Buzzard, Sister Abigail, the Fiend, Mercy the Buzzard, you and said Mercy, you said Mercy the Buzzard. I just said Mercy twice. Um Pompous 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 whatever his name. Oh, Huskus. Huskus, yeah, whatever. Huskus. So I wanna first start off with Huskus because this is the most interesting one to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, grant you Ramblin' Rabbit, too, yeah. but, you know, who, who am I? Um, I have a pitch for Joe Gacy. A lot of people have been be, saying that. To be Huskus the But pitch. does he have his own faction, though, in NXT? He, they're called, like, the Dyad or something yeah. like that. And that is where it could tie in with Ramblin' Rabbit and Mercy the Buzzard. But mm-hmm. I have a better pick for Mercy the Buzzard. I think we know uh, it's not what it's not what you think. Oh, it's kind of what you think. It's what it's, they've been pitched. That's the way I gotta put it. But yeah, uh, Joe Gacy as Huskus the pit. Yeah, I, I think that really works out. He, not shaming, but I was gonna say, I was gonna say, same body type. I mean, you could, you, you could have been, you could have been it. I could, you know, hey, maybe I'm behind the mask. But like, he has that same wrestling style. And he kind of already plays like a creepy weirdo down in NXT anyway. So I can kind of see him dialing into that side of him more, especially with Wyatt. Like the possibilities here are endless. Uh, Bronson Reed will be my pick for um, John Huskins the Big. Ooh, see, I'm not even thinking of like release people. Exactly. But if we're continuing the theme, might as well. Uh, tell me, like, yeah, you have great, you have great. Um, what's his name? The one that you said, Joe Gacy. Joe Gacy. But I'm like, you know. He has his own faction, unless you're going to make his part of his faction, like the other cast members of the Funhouse. But I feel like, you know, you're bringing these guys up, bringing these people that have been abandoned, that have been let go of the company, besides my pick for uh, Mercy the Buzzard. But, um, yeah, it would be cool if you bring people that have been abandoned, because that's, like, the message that they're doing. That they were, you, you say that Bray was keeping them hostage, that's why they got out free. Which I love that pick. I was going with oh they were abandoned. That's why they were all dead. But yeah, give me Bronson Reed as Huskus the pig. Not Hus- no, yeah, Huskus the pig. That's the thing. So I think it's time. I guess you were talking about Mercy the Buzzard. Let's move on to Mercy the Buzzard. What a tease for the person I'm thinking of because he posted on social media. He went IG live on it. So this is where things get murky. Over the weekend after Extreme Rules, not only did Liv Morgan's profile get blacked out, but Seth Rollins well, did as well. Seth Rollins did it because of that wrestler that passed away. That was um, Wesley. Sarah Lee? Yeah, Sarah Lee. He did that and for her. I don't did, know, did Liv do the same thing? I don't know if Liv did the same thing, but it's been confirmed that Seth did it for that reason. Okay. Okay. So then there's meaning behind that. 
Um, I'm not saying Seth Rollins. I mean, even though yeah. he, he, if I had to pick an animal, it'd either be like a weasel or a buzzard <laughs> yeah. or Seth Rollins, just spirit animal wise. Um, but for Mercy, the buzzard, I, call me basic, but I'm going Dexter Loomis. Only for the fact, he's kind of, he's that type and he's doing it with the Miz right now. He's not like, he is going after the Miz, but it's more or less him just stalking him. Yeah. Like and like, what does a buzzard do? Like, whenever a thing dies, it kind of just waits in the wings yeah. and comes in to pick the bones. So, Dexter Loomis, like, already playing this weird, like, like psychotic stalker yeah. gimmick. Why not throw him in there? And it's like, yes, his character is great on its own. But if you throw a little, like, Salt Bay action on top, you know, it's a little sprinkle. You know, it can go places. Before we continue the show, I wanted to take a little time to talk about Noom. Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good. Through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. A lot of people face pressures to change themselves to fit other people's expectations. And the more freeing solution is to find the things that work for you. Noom understands that everyone's weight loss journey is unique. And what works for someone else might not really work for you. That's why Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible and focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work towards your goals at a pace that's comfortable for you. And for me personally, that's huge. I know that I am not Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I know that I'm not getting up at four in the morning to go work out. But by using Noom and having that little more of uh, flexibility and stability, it certainly helps with my journey here. Noom also makes it easy to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons that help you gain confidence and a practical knowledge, one-on-one coaching, and cognitive behavioral approaches that teach you how to be mindful of your habit. 75% of Noom weight loss users finished the program, and more than 60% of users that engaged with the program kept the weight off for a year or more. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at Noom.com slash believe. Again, that is Noom, N-O-O-M, dot com slash believe bl know. it's a great pick and a lot of people you know before the whole wide six people thought oh killer cross could be the white rabbit oh dexter loomis could be mercy the buzzard and braun could be whatever that was the original like trio of that yeah but um dexter's supposed to be facing um miss this um at this time it is the 13th of october so the following monday he's supposed to face um Miz one on one, I think that's when we see Indy Hardware come out and help him because we've seen him go to NXT and try to and give uh, Indy that mojo back of hers. And I, you know, Miz already has um, Maurice, so you know, Maurice might be causing the direction, and then you have Indy Hardware coming in and all that. So I think that, and then I have this whole reunion thing going on that during the match against Johnny and um, Johnny and Austin Derry, you have. Indy coming in and trying to play peacekeeper. I just want my way back. That's what, that's me just being picky at this point. Um, that's the the overarching story yeah. you want to tell. <laughs> in my head, that's how I think it's gonna go. But um, no, I think um, Indy is still gonna come help Dexter. I don't think Dexter's gonna be part. Which I think is still a cool idea. You made a good cool concept, and you have my you have my you you have me by the balls. It says one some some may say that. Um, but I, I'm going with. 
it's not it. Yours is kind of like out of like left field kind of because not everyone's thinking that as Dexter, but mine is everyone else is thinking it just because of the plaid shirt, which is Grayson Waller. Mm. And like Grayson Waller teased it up really well, even though he's just probably trying to put smoke into fire where there isn't. Yeah. What I want Grayson Waller to be his own character like he has an NXT, Ms. Light, yeah, but I feel like at first you could have him be that great character as Mercy the Buzzard. It's kind of that thing like with Grayson Waller. I like his character, like you said, on its own. Perfect. Yeah. Me personally, I just don't see like him and his character. Like if he's going to be Grayson Waller that he is in NXT with like, Wyatt. Yeah. Like I don't see that as like a natural fit. Mm-hmm. Granted, hey, the shirts do match. And, like and if we're connecting lines here through lines. And Bray and Bray's known for his line connecting. For sure. And you know, there were a lot of people also going into like investigative mode as far as like body types go. And they were saying like, Oh, you know, th- this guy has a tattoo here when the- this person that is uh, like supposed to be in the role yeah. isn't there. Um, another quick little one for mercy, the buzzard. We were just talking about him too. Baron Corbin could fit that role, you know, like, cause he's away. We really don't know what he's going to come back as grant you JBL, alleged manager, that whole thing, that could be a gold mine right there. But if we're talking about like getting the lone wolf, wolf like, back, I'd be happy if he comes back with the wolf, just the lone wolf. Yeah. I mean, but grant you, it'd be like the buzzard or whatever. You can like spin it some way. Just get back to like Baron. Or no, I mean like bring back end of days, the song. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. The, kid, the King Corbin song kind of slapped too. So you said it grew, it grew on you. Um, yeah. but no, I don't know. You know, if JBL is bringing him back, Lone Wolf Corbin, rather than, yeah. rather than Mercy, which I can, I can kind of see, but Lone Wolf Corbin bring him back. Or I kind of like how they had it with the Knights of the Round Table when they had Wesley Broig and, um, who was the other guy? He was in the Forgotten Sons. Not Jason, or the other guy. Uh, Cutler? Cutler, yeah. Because that, that only lasted a, a day, and then they got released. Yeah. But, Give him something like that. Elon Wolf will give him his own little faction. There you go. Now, I want to move on to... Who do we go with? I'm going to, I'm going to give you the choice. We'll, so, choose your own adventure. <laughs> so we got Sister Abigail. And we yes. got Rambling Rabbit left, right? And, and The Fiend. And the Fiend. Rambling, choose your own adventure. Rambling Rabbit. Because I, I have a good All pick. Right. I have a good pick for Rambling Rabbit. Okay. You want me so, to go first since you went last? You went first. first yeah, game, yeah, yeah. You, you got this. Um, I'm going to be a bold lever. Okay. I'm going to be a bold lever and I'm going to say bold Alice. Okay. Now. I feel like Rambling Lab fits him because he was always rambling on believe. Believe this. Hear me out. I want to take your pick. Grayson Waller could be put in Ramblin' Rabbit's role. Oh, that could be good Ramblin' too. Rabbit was always so animated yeah. and like, you know, yeah. out of all like the Firefly Funhouse characters, he spoke the most. And Brayden didn't really like him when he spoke. Yeah. And killed him so, many like, times too. And you can see the dynamic here of like Grayson Waller just being that much of a douchebag. <laughs> Ray is just like, yo, shut up. And <laughs> like, that could be a dynamic. That it could, could that'd be. be. That'd be good. And I could, that'd be him over. Or in the main it, roster. 
and you can keep the Grayson Waller character. Yeah, it's like you can just kind of be rambling rabbit. Because at the end of the day, Grayson does ramble. Basically, everyone rambles and promos, so it works. And Bray can just be like, especially when getting. Also, too, just off the top of my head, I don't know if you know Zio Quinn in NXT? No. He's a tall dude who looks like a Terminator. Um, Zio Quinn as Mercy the Buzzard, too. You can look him up. I mean, he was kind of feuding with Legato de Fantasma uh-huh. a little bit. Um, it's X I O Quinn. Q U I. Oh, uh, I know what you're talking about. So, him as Mercy the Buzzard. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going Grayson Waller for Ramblin' Rabbit real quick. What if we talked about this before? Um, you think this is how we get T Bor back? See, that was the guy I was talking about with like tattoos, and it's like, oh, like he could be like Mercy or yeah, he T- could be Ramblin' Rabbit. Yeah. Uh, what about T I, I personally, if I had to pick Dominic Dijakovic or him in the Wyatt Six, yeah. give me Dominic Dijakovic all day, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but again, like if this is going to be a stable that they rock with and yeah. really push to the moon, and not break after two years. Also, too, you, you just sparked uh, sparked a little thing with me, and it kind of connects. It's it's so plausible. <laughs> I am fully behind. This. And it's so crazy. It might work. Exactly, and you'll you'll kind of agree. So we were talking about Joe Gacy being Huskus the pig. Mm-hmm. Now there was a storyline between this individual and Huskus. Not Huskus. I'm already calling him that. <laughs> Joe Gacy, Cameron Grimes in NXT. Oh had a storyline where he's kind of like losing himself, doesn't really know where he's going. But he's the richest so, man in NXT. How could he be losing himself? Exactly. And because we were just talking about Ramblin' Rabbit, I see a, I see a nice little fit right there. Mm. Him as Ramblin' Rabbit oh, could be a through line. That I would be okay with. We're now, good. I want to switch gears because you mentioned this person and you know what? We'll end on Sister Abigail or Abby the Witch. Yeah. Let's talk about The Fiend. Now. Now, now. Let's talk about Fiendgate. Do you know about Fiendgate? No, I don't know what Fiendgate is. So, it was allegedly rumored that at WrestleMania, with the match between, I think, like, Alexa Bliss got involved, there was a problem where The Fiend showed up, and he faced Randy Orton, I believe, or something like Who did he face at that WrestleMania? But, uh, who did who did the fiend who was like Bray Wyatt's last match in WWE? Randy Orton. It was at WrestleMania. Yeah. So there was that match at WrestleMania. Randy Orton versus the Fiend. Yeah. Alexa Bliss showed up, that whole fun stuff. But there were a lot of people not convinced it was Bray under the mask. Now, Fiend Gate alleges that Bo Dallas was the one in the suit. Because again, Shortly after, Bray Wyatt is gone from the company. Mm. Now, Bray Wyatt and The Fiend are kind of like half and half. They coexist. Yeah. Who better to fill that role than his brother? Oh. His but, he, but, he's not, but he's not that big, though. Hey, if Drew McIntyre can leave WWE looking the way he did. And no, but, back, but Bray, Bray was kind of chubby. That's what I'm saying. Fiend. Well, that's the thing. People were saying that the person, or The Fiend, didn't look like the big, fiend? like Bray Wyatt did. Uh-huh. So, I, I don't know. I didn't buy it. I was like, that's Bray Wyatt. I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. But, again, my pick for The Fiend, Bo Dallas. Bo Dallas. Huh? And there's rumors he's, or there is 
confirmed rumors or confirmed reports that he's on his way back to the company. Yeah. So, like, do you really see him coming back as Bo Dallas? If you believe hard enough, yeah. Potentially. But who's your pick for The Fiend? That's, that's a tough one. Um, it can kind of be anybody. Yeah, it literally could be anybody, but it has to be somebody good. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I have, like, I, I, I want to say Bray still. So Bray still kind of being the thing, yeah. Kind of like at like how he had it before, because whenever in his match against Brian Danielson, um, which is now called um, Bray was fighting him on the screen, it was the Fiend. Granted, it was pre-recorded, but yeah, no, that's what I'm gonna go with. Now, Abby, go with. All right, I'm gonna let you lead with this. Everybody wanted this to be it for the longest time. Um, but Morgan, because she had there. she had that um segment way back when when she was in the bathtub before she came out saying that oh I love Lana whatever, and everyone thought oh that could be Sister Abigail but they went with Alexa Bliss but then like you said that you know she put her profile black, she smiled as she passed out to Rana in the mm. armbar, so it could be uh, Liv Morgan. And give her that give her that Harlequin gimmick he had. When she was in the Riot Squad as Sister Abigail. That is the biggest, and that's what I noticed during that match with Rousey. I was like, yo, she's smiling. Like, what is, like, why? Like, granted, it granted, doesn't even make sense for the character, like, yeah. as she stood. Uh, granted, Austin Derry smiled when he lost his title against Neville back at WrestleMania 23. But, you know. Yeah, but, like, this is. I feel like with that shot of her getting choked out by Ronda, yeah, like that, it's kinky, but it's it's on purpose. Yeah, like it was very much intentional to show Liv smiling. Mm-hmm. And then you mentioned her in that backstage segment. She was in this dark corner, mm-hmm. didn't say anything, profile blacked out. It's like yes, Alexa Bliss could be slotted back in as Abby, yeah. and like hey, whatever, do that. That that that'll work. But if we're talking about something that can bring Liv Morgan like up a notch mm-hmm. and potentially in line for another title, yeah, Abby the Witch seems like a logical place. And again, she looks the part; she can fit. I I agree. I hundred percent agree. Now, this is this is the final question I'm going to pose to you, like to close everything out, and this is a good note to end on. It's kind of like a multi-layered question, so oh, make no. sure you have your spark notes ready. All right. So, Bray Wyatt, like we said at the top of the pod, is slotted to be on SmackDown. Yeah. It's a SmackDown now, roster. SmackDown roster. Now, we did a podcast talking about Roman Reigns and how who's really going to take the title off of them. And you oh, know yeah. where I'm going. And this isn't because I'm biased. This is just, just talking, putting it out there. Just putting it out there? Putting it out there. Does Bray coming back affect anything moving forward as far as Roman Reigns goes in the title? Well, if you guys remember, and this is me looking at my spark notes and going back all the way. When Fiend, the receipt. The receipt. Uh, going back all the way to uh, when Fiend had the Universal title. And then Rain Ring Labbitt's like, Bray was like, oh, who could take the Universal title? And Rain Ring Labbitt said, well, my favorite superstar is Roman Reigns. And you see him dead. And then the rumor was that WrestleMania rumor was supposed to be thrown the fiend, but then Goldberg did it, and all that happened. I, I think it has to be Sammy. Like, you know, you have the fiend. The fiend doesn't need really? the, the title. You don't. Uh, you don't need 
The Fleet doesn't need the title. Bray doesn't need the title. Yeah, he, he doesn't. He, uh, yeah. he doesn't because you're going to be watching his segments and his matches no matter what. And, oh, I'm in. Yeah, uh, just yeah, wait, yeah. wait for me to buy that shirt. <laughs> I'll be right there. Um, Bray, Bray is that person who doesn't. He's kind of like the only thing. He does. Undertaker at that point didn't need the title. He would just watch for his promos, watch for his matches. Bray is in that same ground where people are glued to whatever he does. Sammy's over. Sammy's basically a baby face in the bloodline. The best thing he's been doing since his time in NXT. Have him win the Royal Rumble by the sheer luck. Jay, Sammy's getting oh, getting thrown by somebody else. You have Jay trying to pull Sammy, but Sammy holds on the ropes and gets and Jay accidentally pulls the person that was trying to get Sammy eliminated. Whoever that is, that could be anyone. And then you have Sammy go to WrestleMania. Can you imagine the ovation? Because right now he, he was over in Montreal and on Raw. People are loving Sammy. The honorary Oos. Give me Sammy and Roman at WrestleMania. And give me and then if you could bring back and since Papa H is running it, it's not gonna be cowardly Sammy running around matches. It's gonna be Sammy from NXT wrestling at WrestleMania. Give me an hour of that against Roman. Forty five minutes to an hour. Mwah. So that's what I'm gonna and you know I'm not a big Sammy Zane guy. You are more of Sammy Zane guy than I am, but I am sold on Sammy right now. And I think if Triple H is listening to the crowd, listening to the reaction, he, he, he didn't win the Intercontinental title for a reason. He didn't win the number one contender. He hasn't won the U.S. title. Give him a title. What a way to three-throne Roman Reigns. All right. I, so I see I see those seeds being planted for this, what what we're pretty much calling Sammy, Sammy a bumbling fool, to stumble into a title shot at WrestleMania. Winning the Royal Rumble and Roman being pissed off since your blood, you're going to lay down and then let me pin you. Yes. Now, I, I think there's more fire to Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn beating the Usos for the tag titles. Not I- because, just because I think there's... I think. There very blatantly is beef between... Jay. Jay. Jimmy, I was going to say Jay. Jimmy. Let it be known. I was going to say Jay. Jimmy loves... Uh, they do the whole handshake like, uh, I don't know how yeah. to do it. So there's already beef right there. And then uh, there's another moment on Raw where he's like, he can say it. Like He's a noose. He's a noose. And then when he looked at Paul Heyman, yeah. he kind of was like, ah, he, he, I don't know. He can say it. Yeah, yeah, you. Yeah. And then Paul Heyman's like, why'd you stumble there? <laughs> but um, yeah, so I can see there's more things there to for Sammy and Kevin Owens to take off the tag titles. Yeah. I I don't again I personally and this is me biting the bullet here I don't think Bray challenges for the title anytime no, soon. My, I think I, like what you said he doesn't need it right now. Let the fiend just rip and just be that presence. Yeah. I'm still sticking to my guns with Cody Rhodes. I'm still I'm still there. But still even there. though we still have Rock and Roman, which I once again doesn't need to be for the title. Put Not it at all. Put it for night two. Does Do you think they bill that as the best WrestleMania match ever? Hundred percent. I think 100%. that's very possible. No, you know what? If it was, if if it was Vince McMahon still in power, yes, the best WrestleMania ever. The most stupendous. The most electrifying WrestleMania uh, match. If, you mark the words no, down. If that, the most electric WrestleMania made. That would have been if Triple H, if Vince were still in power. But I think, My friend, I think it's still the WWE. I, it's still the WWE, you're right. 
you still have, you have it's two nights. You need both. You if they're smart, you have Roman do double duties in two different nights. You have Sunday night Roman versus Rock. You send the people home with that main event. Saturday, you have Sammy and Roman. Sammy wins it, becomes the the only honorary Uso to hold the undisputed WWE Universal Champion. Yeet. This oh, I can't guy. say it. My bad. I'm not. Yeah, honest. yeah, you're not an honorary. Oof. I can't say it. I, I, have to but, go, I have to get the share, then I can say it. But what you are is a co-host here on the Get Comfy Podcast, Yeet. Get Comfy Game Break, Yeet. and Get Comfy Lowdown. Yeet. Every single Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on all major listening platforms like iTunes, Spotify, and of course the Believe Network. Yeet. I've been Taylo, joined by the one and only. Yeet. And we'll see you guys next time. Later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.